0: I met a little girl just the other day. Her name is Mansy, Nancy, she's a boy. I can tell you got a real dog statue with the shades and
1: stuff. I get it's shaking sheep that time. She called me a fancy Nancy. Fancy Nancy, yeah. She got it all. Nancy, Nancy, you got it all.
2: New York with your host, me, Nancy Lombardo, Whoa, trying to multitask today, that's crazy, okay, all right, Betty Jo Tucker, let's see, all right, Betty Jo, I know I'm doing it earlier again to trick with you, but Betty Jo Tucker this week, movie out of headquarters at 4pm on Blog Talk Radio will be Christmas, it had to be Christmas with Lizette Bettinger and George Bettinger, chapter one of it had to be us, you want to listen to that? And get the book online as well. Betty Jo Tucker Movie at headquarters every Tuesday at 4 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio. Also, what's up here, Gordon? No Name Variety Friday Night Shows at Otto's Manhattan on December 14th and 21st. Okay. Always a great show. That's located at Otto's Shrunken Head and Tiki Bar between A and B on 14th Street. You cannot miss it. Let's see, uh, we'll do this week's first. It's good somebody. Okay, at least uh, you did the font bigger for me. Thank you. Okay, on the 14th, Ophiria Eisenberg uh, from MTR's Ask Me Another. Jillian Thomas, 10 foot rat rabbit. <laughs> and uh, Bob Greenberg from Saturday Night Live. Oh, I might go to this show. And Suba Agul, Comedy Central, the last continuum to the 21st with more comedy. Okay, so check that out. That's uh, No Name and a Bag of Chips. Want to be there. Okay. All right. How shall we uh, begin today? I'm not sure. I'm going to maybe do a mix because uh, it's almost Christmas, right? It's almost Christmas, and yet, I don't know. Why don't we start with a little uh, comedy from Alan King?
1: Ladies and gentlemen, when Judy Garland first came to New York to open up her really theatrically historic first engagement at the Palace Theater. She said she just wouldn't come to New York without a certain young comic. She wanted him on the bill. His name was Alan King. And as you all recall, from the time he opened the Palace Theater, he became the Rage of New York. Now he actually commutes to England because he's the number one comedy star in England. So let's have a wonderful welcome for
2: Alan King.
1: Thank you very much. Seems a little chilly for July 5th. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> uh, I am very happy to be here tonight. Uh, of course, Ed has been so kind to mention uh, my commuting to England. I just had a great thrill. I was on the command performance for Her Majesty the Queen of England. I hope you don't mind if I spend a few minutes discussing this because with my background, you know, I'm not familiar with royalty, usually, you know. I once got drunk with Count Basie in Cincinnati. <laughs> and, uh, we were up in Glasgow, Scotland, for the command. It was a great occasion. We were all standing backstage after the performance, and the Lord Mayor of Glasgow just walked around with the Queen, you know. He we was so excited. I wasn't, because I was drunk, you <laughs> know. That's where they make the stuff, you know, up there. It's beautiful. It comes out of the tap. And, uh, I was standing there, and of course, very nervous, and Lord Mayor said, your majesty, may I present Mr. King from America? And she said, how do you do, Mr. King? And I said, how do you do, Mrs. Queen? (laughs) I don't think I'll ever go back. (laughs) No, but she was a very charming lady. Of course, my wife was there with me, but she didn't meet the Queen. Of course, that was when I was there. Now, to hear the story, you think that she doesn't make a move without my wife, you know. Because women lie a lot, you know. No, I mean this. You know, I've been married 12 years. And I found out that when a man becomes successful, in any degree, it's the woman that changes. Now, I come from the Lower East Side of New York. I never met a comedian that didn't come from the Lower East Side. I know a very talented comedian from Cincinnati moved to the Lower East Side of New York. And uh, actually, I lived so far downtown, 14th Street was like Connecticut to me, you know. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> yes. Yeah. I met my wife there. We come from the same neighborhood. In fact, my family had more money than my wife's family. And we were on relief. You can imagine what a thrilling... <laughs> <movie>. <laughs> uh, of course, to look at my wife today, you would never dream she came from so humble a beginning, you know. You think she came from a plantation in Virginia somewhere. And that's one of the reasons she's not too happy with me, because I'm the only one left that remembers where she came from. (laughs) Anytime she opens up a big mouth, I remind her where she came (laughs) from. I like to think back to the old days when we were so happy, so much in love. We were married two years, my wife told me I was to become a father. This is a big moment in your life. I like the way the women tell you important things, they don't discuss it over the dinner table or during the evening. They wait till you're sound asleep. Have you ever noticed (laughs) that? It aggravates them that you're sleeping. Now my wife stays up all night because she hasn't got no place to go in the morning. You know, <laughs> she watches the Late Show, the Late Late Show. She salutes the flag, sings the Stars flying Stripes. She waits. She waits for the thought for the day. You know, you can lead a horse to water, but remember what a wet horse smells like and all that. <laughs> I was asleep As I said And my wife walks in Now when the woman walks in You're asleep They do little things To find out If you're really asleep You know Like all the lights go on They slam the the door And then the cough You ever hear the polite cough (laughs) (laughs) Then she says You up Even if you're dead You react a little Then they get alongside of you And they stomp at the elbow Do you ever get the harpoon In the ribs In the middle of the night Alan if you're not doing anything. It's five o'clock in the morning. I'm always busy at this hour. I play polo every morning at five o'clock. What do you want? She says, I have a strange desire for some exotic food. She'll run down to the All My Delicatessen and get me a corned beef sandwich with some chocolate sprinkles, some whipped cream, a piece of watermelon, and a sour pickle. Sleepy as I was, I realized that this was it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I had seen enough movies to know that this is the way. It <laughs> <laughs> you ever notice when a woman is expecting how she really takes charge of your life? The first thing, of course, the neighborhood wasn't good enough anymore. You know? She said, I don't want my children growing up in this neighborhood. I can't afford I'm living now. What do you want from me? The kid comes, you don't like the neighborhood, let him move. I'm. The same <laughs> Let's buy a house Now you know I've been making fun Of the suburbs For many years And this is actually The way I moved out there He said Let's buy a house Everybody's doing it you remember Ten years ago The exodus From the city To the suburbs Someone cut a ribbon They fired a pistol And the land grants Were out (laughs) Onward to the suburbs These gallant pioneers With the covered wagons And the mink stoles Hanging out the back Everybody out there I bought a house For forty eight thousand dollars it was listed to sell for 12-5. <laughs> I wanted extras, you know. Little things, like I needed windows, I wanted a floor in one room. <laughs> uh, own your own home. Save your money all your life so you become your own janitor. That's all it is. The only time my wife talks to me is, Alan, take out the garbage. <laughs> I say, we didn't need. Where's the garbage coming from? To see me sit still for five minutes. She collects the garbage from the neighbors just so I can sit <laughs> Suburbs, what a ridiculous place to live. Nobody talks to anybody. It's a competition thing out there, you know. I've got one neighbor I haven't seen in four years. He's hiding because he knows I want him to go partners on the hedges. <laughs> That's the big thing, you know, the lawns. Did you ever see Sunday in the suburbs? you see how ridiculous the men look. They work hard six days a week. Come Sunday, they're on all fours like dogs crawling around. They all have the same outfits, you know. Bermuda shorts, sneakers, bony knees. <laughs> and they all have the shirt with the alligator on it, like a bag. We're <laughs> <laughs> all sick. How would you like to come home from a drunk on Saturday night and Sunday morning at quarter to seven, the neighbors are out. <laughs> cut the grass with a motorboat for Ireland. <laughs> say, what's going on down there? They say, oh, good morning, Mr. King. They don't drink, you know. They're up, they're ready to go. <laughs> say, what are you going to do about the crabgrass? <laughs> I'm going to let it lay there until three o'clock, then I'll decide what to do. <laughs> I don't make important decisions at seven o'clock in the morning. I hope the lawn rots. My wife calls me on the phone, crying, screaming. I rush home. She's standing in front of the house. Alan, Lorna's <laughs> <Lawn is> dying. <laughs> I didn't even know I was sick. What do you want me to do? <laughs> I've got a garden. Oh, he's brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> he keeps telling me I have sour soil. <laughs> I told my wife not to marry me, it's hereditary. <laughs> i sour soil before me. What do you do about it? Gardner says, We use Kentucky bluegrass. That's the finest grass seed in the world. But they don't tell you it only grows in Kentucky. <laughs> I gotta buy a racehorse for $3,700. Let them walk around the grounds every day. <laughs> you think the gardens are the only thing to worry about? What about the decorators? Are they beautiful? My wife just found two beautiful decorators. Well, a set of bookends like this you never saw. (laughs) (laughs) They come to the house once a week. They fly around the room. (laughs) They're always wearing sandals. Could be snow on the ground. They wear sandals. And they're always coming back from Italy. They never go. They're always coming back. (laughs) They keep saying, in this corner, we'll put some ivy. You know about ivy. If you have a piece of furniture that has a hole in it immediately becomes a planter. You know, the ivy, we got it coming out of faucets, keyholes, cracks in the wall. (laughs) You you see the new thing where they open up the drawer and the ivy hangs out of the drawer? (laughs) My socks and underwear are laying on the floor, but the ivy's coming out
0: of the drawer. My wife keeps
1: telling me the reason we live out there is for the children. Better schools, which is, of course, ridiculous. We live directly across the street from a public school, and my boy can't attend. We don't live in the zone. They <laughs> got kids from out of state going to the school but we don't live in the zone. They <laughs> tell me the zone line runs right through my house. According <laughs> in the end, if my kid slept in the garage, he could go to this school. <laughs> I'll tell you the truth, I could go on like this. Tomorrow, <laughs> and, uh, to be honest with you, the only reason is I don't have a finish to this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to finish it by selling my house. <laughs> it been a delightful audience, ladies and gentlemen, and a happy July 4th weekend, and good night. That's <laughs> it.
0: She's been on FNL. She wrote and performed on The Colin Quinn Show. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage the fabulous Nancy Lombardo!
3: Wow, I gotta have empathy. With my coffee to perform here. That was like high energy. Was, that was great. You guys, you were the bravest people in the world. You're like, i give you a lap dance, but I think it's been done. It's, just, it's so great. The, the, the whole breath thing. I'm ready for breath. Yay! Yay! I'm like, you know what? I don't think it's my girls. I don't think it's my breasts. I think that this is the continental shelf. Because this is where everything I eat falls in the course of a day. Yay! Like, it's a bonus. And I'm I think of these as orbs of empowerment. Like, right, you're, you're in a grocery store. Excuse me, sir. Can you get me this? Excuse me, you... Time to break out the big guns. Excuse me, sir. Can you
0: get me Thank you. You're freeing with me. I like the little Heidi thing you got going on there. That's very nice, too. <laughs> That's great. Okay, enough about you. Let's talk about me. Me, me. I'm a new age woman. Every
3: time someone asks me, take give them a new one. My husband. Oh, I'm Puerto Rican tell Italian, but I like to pretend I'm French because I'm crazy. <laughs> We French are psychic, you know. We're psychic, watch this, you're going to be so impressed. Watch this. (laughs) I'm getting nothing. (laughs) We French have a sense of humor we have to wear French. How many Frenchmen does it take to screw in a light bulb? Who needs light? I I'm crazy. I'm crazy. I'm a joke again? Never! I wanted to. said, I am Crazy, crazy. I am Puerto Rican, and Italian. Wasn't it he growing up Puerto Rican and Italian in New York City? Never knowing when, at any given moment, I'd have to chase myself out of my own neighborhood. I'm a kid. I'm a, kid. I'm a, kid. I'm a kid. She could speak two languages at the same time. Half the time growing up, I had no idea what she was saying. She just turned to me and started screaming, Listen! Mira, don't let that don't don't know what I'm saying, so don't!
0: <laughs>
3: she was a terrible cook, burnt everything, now it's called Cajun. <laughs> <laughs> and she had these great mom cliches she used to give me her, Clitches! She used to go, Nothing, listen until these Clitches, is going to save your life. <laughs> <laughs> Mia, the are cork. Doesn't fall far from the bottle. <laughs> you got to take the bees with the honey. Every clown has a silver lining. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it, it was, it was, really, was kind of tough, it was, but it, it's fun. You know, you got you to gotta go. This Heidi outfit is just getting me over here. I'm just so feeling the hot chocolate right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, you you'll see. If you can t turn the mirror around right? But it's it's fun, it's fun. Don't you like New York too? Yeah. It's it's great. Right? Y'all from New York? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: okay, okay. No,
3: it's good. It's, it's I love I love
0: it here.
3: Like a I I have ai have a son, uh, his name is Michael, his Cherokee name is Runs with Scissors. <laughs> I answer all his little boy questions, so the other day he goes to me, Mom, where do babies come from? So I look at eyes, and I want to be absolutely honest. I go, honey, babies come from absolute vodka. Ah! And, uh, so, with that in mind, I thought I had to be a better mom, so I went and I did a little research, and I found this little-known Irish reproduction ballad that really explains it Also, pay attention, Heidi. Okay, go uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. There was a young sperm from the land of testes near the Isle of Scrotum. Who, like a million other lads, swam around in Bordeaux, (laughs) a searching for that special lass who lay in a foreign land, instead of to be wasted by the stroking of a honda. A great excitement did rise, all the sperm swam upstream. But one special laddie swam the fastest in search of his chromosome tree. She had only one X, T, e, and X, and a Y to make a dream come true. So in he plunged the cervix, yeah, and up the uterus too. Up the uterus <laughs> <laughs> The river rose, and he could tell that she was in the way. A journey she did undertake down the poropian pool. Many had surrounded her, but only one would get in. So in the front of the manly grin, in the front of the manly grin, that is how we all begin. That is how we begin. Mm. <laughs> when I was a little girl and lived in New York City, my Spanish grandmother would take me to see Spanish horror films, made even more horrific by the fact I didn't speak Spanish. But I always knew who the villainess in the film was because she was that skinny little woman all dressed in black. Her hair always in a bun. She'd always be standing at the top of a long, winding staircase. In her hand, a mysterious box. At the bottom of the staircase would always be a beautiful young woman who'd say something like, Hola, donde esta mi esposo? <laughs> the woman at the top of the stairs would go, tu esposo esta aquí. She'd <laughs> open the box, inside of it, a man's head, ayúdame, ayúdame. The head would follow the box, bounces, and the land woman's feet would go, and, go, ha, 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 ha. and that was every film I saw over and over again. It's true. Are you guys dating? Dating? No, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's hard dating. You know, uh, uh, My friend said you don't know what it's like. There's only two kinds of men you can meet. Those that come into your life, break your heart, walk all over you. And those not willing to make that commitment. <laughs> she got so crazy, she went on one of these things called We'd go to a bar to meet a whole bunch of men in a short amount of time. In the 90s, we called that coke whore. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, you're laughing far too much at that joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. It's, it's, it's hard. It's crazy. You know why Miss on Drugs this? Wasn't she great on drugs? Yes. She was the happiest I ever knew her to be. You know, she's like, <laughs> 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 and then she went into rehab, and it was just like. <laughs> uh, so I really miss that about her, and uh, yeah, it, it's a good thing. All right, all right. I, I'm going to leave you, you uh, with one thing. Mental illness doesn't run in my family, but it does hop, skip, and jump a lot. <laughs> Thank you very much, you <laughs> all.
0: Give her a round of applause. you're love this next act, coming to the stage, they are a sensational, sensational sketch group, and they okay. have headlined just
2: about to every To the wire here. And uh, Betty Jo Tucker, yes, I started my show earlier. Betty Jo Tucker, Movie Attic Headquarters. Uh, every Tuesday at 4 p.m. this week, Lizette and George Bettinger present a reading from Betty Joe's book, so check that out. Blog Talk Radio, every Tuesday at 4 p.m., Movie Attic Headquarters. Thank you for joining in. I'm your host, Nancy Lombardo.
0: Thank you. Bye-bye.